What up, everybody, and welcome to Street Wave. I'm Nate. I'm Dom Crime. Hey, and we're back in the seat. We haven't done a podcast together for a minute. It's been yeah, you know, sometimes uh, you know how I am. You know, I get to doing my own thing and being busy too. You know, but I'm happy to be back in the seat. We're here with Easton. You know, how's it going? It's going well, man. We're here. We're here in your space. Yeah, thank you guys um, for coming. Your vision, you know, your drawing, little drawing board. Um, so, how did you get here? <laughs> you know, what I mean, not saying the whole thing, but like, if you were to take, like, are you different from six months from now? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm always like leveling up and changing. I feel like, um, but yeah, man, it's been. I'm only 23 years old, so like, I still have in my eyes, a long ways to go, but it definitely feels like I've came, you know, 10 years in four years. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I want to take this all back to kind of like the beginning, like how, how, I mean, we know your name's Easton. Yeah. Right. But we hear about your product because it's consistent. The the material is superb. Appreciate it. And the vibe is killer. So I want to dive into your creative realm. I want to know where this all started. Like, were you just was this a thought did you get inspired by somebody yeah yeah um i played basketball growing up and like i think just being around that atmosphere uh like bro you guys know how that was when you were growing up like you would wear what you wore to the game what kicks you wore during the game what you wore home from the game like all that shit mattered you know what i mean mattered yeah it did like what what kind of elite socks you had (laughs) and so i was just always like really into that whole lifestyle and I think that um, that was kind of the first the first time creatively where my mind started to go to work. Um, I was like designing shoes, sketches, sending them to Under Armour, things like that. That's um, crazy. Did they ever respond? Uh, they did, but it was like, you know, sorry. We're not looking for We're not for looking it. for yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of that's where everything started, I think. And then just being around my friends growing up in high school, um, always being put on to new things. Social media was starting to like become really popular when I was young. And so being on like Tumblr, Instagram, Tumblr. seeing- Tumblr, ah, I miss Tumblr. Bro, Tumblr was fire. Tumblr still <laughs> tied to me, I'll be on it. Um, yeah, shout out to Tumblr for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I was really, I, I kind of came up on like streetwear, to be honest with you, growing up um, like Supreme. And at that point in time, uh, off white was Pyrex, but like that was really inspiring to me back when I was a kid in high school. Uh-huh. And so, just kind of like being all a kid from Kansas City who's not at all in that environment or in that culture, not even from Kansas City, I guess from Olathe, Kansas, which is even worse. Yeah, but uh, just sweet wanting home. wanting to be there, wanting to place myself in that environment, um, living on social media, that kind of stuff. Um, but like, I've always had a an idea to do this literally ever since I was probably like 14, 15, I've wanted to maybe not clothes, but design shoes or design socks. Just to make something. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's cool, man. You Appreciate know. it. And it's cool that you found your outlet to express yourself. I feel like some people haven't yet, you know what I'm saying? And that's why they like. Yeah, this is definitely a, this is definitely the outlet. Like, I mean, I think I was born to do this shit, to be honest. So that's real. I can. I think we can both relate to that, Dom. On like, born for something. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that feeling of, 
Um, this is where I, this is this is my people. This is where I belong. You know what I mean? I'm making impacts. I'm I'm inspiring people, which I'm sure you do. Which hopefully, yeah, <laughs> is is a humbling beginning. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's definitely you definitely get humbled real quick. Um, I don't know. I feel like my 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 mind works like ten times faster than what I'm actually capable of doing. So I don't know. Sometimes you kind of get lost and just like, damn, I want this right now. Mm-hmm. But it's a process. Like it really is a process, and it humbles you for sure. Right. And I, and I feel like for me, streetwear for uh, a while was kind of like a window for me of escaping Definitely. from what what's in front of me. Man, it's so how, funny too. Yeah. Yeah. How, how do I face cornfields when I I see you know all these uh, city street shots being taken right. of like bad. Like you just want to be there. Like you yeah. just want to be involved. One hundred percent. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's how I felt, man. Like I just wanted to. I always felt like I had some kind of you know special twist on things. And I just always wanted to to be in that environment, like be involved in what I thought was dope, which at that time was, again, like a photo shoot going on in New York. Like that to me was really, really cool. And that's stuff that I, like I just wanted to do. So what was the best way to do it? I'm going to start a brand and I'm going to do something that's different from what anybody else is doing. Mm. And I, I love the fact that um, on the Instagram, it says that you're an independent designer of practical garments. Yeah. You know what I, I feel mean? like that's. That sums it up. Let's be um, <laughs> super uh, relative to the new culture because I think that really blends in well to like digest and understand completely rather than like, you know, some kind of philosophy of what yeah. you really, you know what I and mean? And like, bro, I, I don't know. I've thought about like, I think about that kind of stuff for sure. But like my philosophies, my mindsets, my taglines, that stuff is always changing. Like it's different almost every day. So it's like, I don't know. I'm not trying to put like one mission statement out there like this is what it is because my brand is probably going to be different two years from now than what it is today like facts like i'm i'm moving with it like i'm not trying to have it you know i never thought about explaining it like that you just kind of opened my mind to a new way of like (laughs) looking at how i even like like a mission statement or a brand profiler and about us like and how like that kind of stuff is always changing and like it's funny you'll go on like even big brands like when I was trying to put together like my about us page for my website or whatever, I would look at other people's obviously. And I like, there's change other brands. Like they change that kind of stuff changes. You know and that's okay. It should be dynamic. That's like, great. Yeah. You're supposed to, I feel like you're supposed to, you're supposed to play the field. You're supposed to swerve in all types of different lanes in right. order to navigate through life in yep, general. So. For sure. So what are garments? For people uh, who don't know. Clothes. I know that. <laughs> but, like, what makes your garments different? Different. I'm making them. <laughs> I think that's that's really, like, right now, that that is kind of, like, from the brands who I want to be compared to competing with, like, that is the difference. Is like, you know, they're having their stuff manufactured somewhere. Like, it might be in New York. It might be overseas. It might be in L.A. But they're not actually making their pieces. You know what I'm saying? I am in here making and cutting and designing everything from scratch. And like, it's very difficult business. It's a very difficult business model to run with. Um, I'm still trying to figure all that kind of stuff out, to be honest. But like, when you get a piece that you know was actually cut and sewn by me, like, it's going to feel a little different. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> deep, man. Yeah. With that, <laughs> I, I mean, there's other yeah, things that I think yeah. differentiate my shit. Um, the fabrics I use, uh, 
my inspirations for a 23 year old are a lot different from what, what I think a lot of other 23 year olds. That's what kids. I was going to say, you know, like, you know, I was going to bring that up later. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, we can talk about for it. you. But I, I don't think it's I don't think it's rare or anything. But to be honest with you, there there's so much information. Yeah. Like literally everything is put in front of us right. and you can literally take what you want. Like you can mm-hmm. learn to be and do anything well honestly bro like that's literally i'm a product of that exact thing uh i never took a class for sewing exactly see or uh had an instructor like that's what i'm saying i watch youtube videos (laughs) there's literally (laughs) and yo like if you want to learn how to sew all these kids that hit me up and say yo when are you going to teach me how to sew there's a youtube video for everything like you can literally figure out how to make anything on youtube i'm a prime example of that not I can't make anything. There's shit I don't know how to make, but you can learn how to make jeans on YouTube for sure. Like 100%. What I thought was fascinating was showing up to your last first Friday event Mm -hmm. and um, seeing just not, um, you know, apparel on racks, but information, education and design Mm -hmm. being shown throughout the room. Yeah. How, how are you thinking that prior to setting that up? Uh, I don't, like, I guess my mindset with it is, one, like, the the pieces I'm making are, I want them to be personal to some degree, like, not personalism, like, you're going to come in and you're going to design this entire thing, but personal in the fact of, like, you should know exactly why I made this, you should know exactly why I chose this fabric, you should know, like, how long it took me to make it, like, all those kind of things, the transparency behind it kind of wraps it up and it makes you know, that's the difference between a $100 pair of jeans and a $300 pair of jeans is the really small details. And so I'm just trying to kind of like pinpoint those things and highlight those things, let you know, like exactly why this is the way it is. Yeah, because it's interesting. I was chatting with uh, Cam from East and West um, just the (laughs) other day. I was just in there and I was we were talking about an experience and especially at your last event I you know I was telling him man it was an experience Good, and thank he sh- you. that's what I'm you, going for you know well, and, and then he shared um the experience that you guys had when you did a pop-up there too yeah it man. was thank you Cam yeah man he, Cam he's such a great guy dude. and uh, what's cool about him is uh we did like a sit-down video with with him and Dan right. from Ventura oh yeah yeah and um was able to like really soak in the vibe there and you know we all know that like in manufacturing realms here for me and especially the denim realm started with Baldwin. Right. You know what I mean? Of course. But now we look at it and it's just like, I mean, it's a, th- it's been 13 years since I've bought my last pair of jeans. Yeah. From yeah. Maybe, <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe, um, maybe not 13, but it's, yeah. I, I mean, bro, like I, eight. I want to, I want to say like Baldwin at one point in time was really, really doing it. Like it used to be really, really dope. Um, once upon a time and the people that were working there were incredible like a lot of uh information and connections that i have today and have made from stuff you know even a couple years ago was from people i met through baldwin like uh, i always tell this story but after school like every couple days a week me and my friends would just go to the baldwin store on the plaza and not because we were gonna buy anything but just because like bodie cam Adam Carter, like we were just talking to these people, soaking up as much knowledge as possible, you know, like, oh, yo, what new stuff are y'all getting next fall? Or how much did it cost y'all to bring John Elliott into the shop? Like when that was happening, like we, they were telling us this stuff and it was like all that little, all those little details, little bit of information we could soak up was so interesting. And so 
Baldwin, I mean, Baldwin, I don't have anything bad to say about him, honestly. Yeah. Like, the product today is what it is. But um, without Baldwin, like, I don't know, they definitely opened the doors for people like me doing what I want to do. Right, so. right. And um, definitely we're not here to bash whatsoever. It's just, <laughs> it's interesting because when, when I see Denim, for some reason, since, you know, Kansas City be my home, I'm like, all right, origin. I want to figure out, like, how how right. how did Denim come into your life, you know? Yeah. Was it was it by them? Did they help lead you into like des- uh, um, manufacturing, designing your own? Not from like a design standpoint, I wouldn't say so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. No, 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 no. Um, from like a like a lifestyle standpoint, though, like bro, they were a really, really big, popular brand. Aesthetic from, wise, too. yeah, and aesthetic wise, no. they did a good job. Um, I think Cam currently does a really amazing job aesthetically, and he's really good at a like selling things to people that they didn't know they liked like i think there's a lot of brands he carries that people in kansas city didn't know about or didn't know that they were a fan of that's like oh now that east west has it like okay like engineer garments oh my god this shit is incredible i didn't know about this prior you know what i'm saying so uh yeah it, it, it's definitely there's an experiential component to it that's really important that cam does really well baldwin did really well um what i'm trying to do so Describe like a typical day for you. Um, like I wake day, up. Yeah, like like <laughs> you about to work, do something. Yeah, I wake up. Day. I try to run in the morning, and then I just start sewing whatever the project is for the day. Um, like it's not necessarily just like I'm gonna sit down and make one garment today. Sometimes it's like I'm gonna make baby steps on five garments today. Um, like I've got probably laying around here six or seven unfinished pieces that I still have to finish, mm-hmm. but it's just currently every day, um, I'm waking up and just making progress on all the pieces I have to make. Um, I'll probably have to get a real job here soon, unfortunately, but that's what I'm doing currently. Yeah. Waking up and sewing. Hey man, I got one too. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> it's definitely, uh, yeah, it's not all, exciting. It's all temporary, you know what it I'm is. saying? But at the same time, even when you're doing what you love, you're still going to have multiple jobs. Right. And, and you know? that's kind of the way I want to build this brand. This mm-hmm. project is, a. I don't know, like I do want to get into women's wear eventually, which would involve a team of people. Like I can't, I couldn't possibly do that by myself. But uh, I don't want to have 10 designers and 50, like, I don't, I don't want that company to look like that. I want it to be a really small, compromised team of people who I know and trust and we're able to all contribute to this. We're also able to all do our own things on the side. And, like, I'm not just going to make clothes solely for the rest of my life. Like, I want to make clothes for the rest of my life, but I also want to be able to do other things because of it. So, so your clothes are recyclable? Uh, recyclable, yeah. I mean, all clothes are recyclable. I mean, but it's like, <laughs> but I mean, um, recycled materials. So a lot of the fabrics that I use are biodegradable, okay. um, like hemp's and organic cottons. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of different stuff. There's bamboo fab- fabrics that are really good for the world. Bamboo fabrics. Yep. Uh, there's a there's crazy fibers basically basically anything that you can compromise into a fiber you can spin into a fabric if you have the right machinery so i got a question why why does everybody stick to like three and that's it uh like cotton (laughs) you're saying like the basics yeah why does everybody like um what what makes you want to do what everybody else isn't uh i the answer to that question is um 
I think these fabrics are truly better than what, um, like what regular fiber, regular cotton and organic cotton, like you can tell there's a difference there just to the feel and touch of the fabric. Um, hemp opposed to like a canvas, a regular canvas fabric, like there is a, there's a big difference texturally, compositionally, all that kind of stuff. Um, I think the fabrics are better and because of that, I think it makes the pieces better. Um, and so that's really, that's really the main reason. Um, I wrote a paper my senior year of college and prior to then I didn't really know anything about sustainable fashion or biodegradable textiles. Like I'd never really rocked with fast fashion, but didn't know about the environmental impact that fast fashion and just clothing in general was having on the world. And so that was researching and writing that paper was the first time that I had really been introduced to that whole world and then got a bunch of fabric swatches in from some, you know, hemp fabric suppliers. And I was like, Oh my God, this stuff is really way better. Um, and then just kind of use that to leverage kind of what I want to do. But I think it makes better, it makes better pieces for sure. Um, and there's reasons for that, but yeah. Well, what, where'd you go to college? I played basketball at William Jewell college in Liberty, cool. Missouri. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I lived uh, lived in Liberty for like three months, a couple of years back. It was yeah. uh, it was dreadful. I'm, I'm not a fan of Liberty either. So yeah, there wasn't a whole lot going on. Um, your philosophy, I, w- I want to talk a little bit more about that because I did some some digging. Yeah. You know, I needed to check your website out. I was like, what's this guy? What what is he, what's different between him and mm-hmm. you know other other websites that you know um, manufacture and make their own clothing. So it's really interesting to see your philosophy under like all these different categories. Right. I'm talking about like, you know, you had um, design, garment, garment industry, pricing, uh, garment life cycle, like all these different That was just kind of my way of like putting my thoughts about all these things out there. Um, I want to be extremely transparent. Like I feel like that's the best way to run a business in 2019 is to be super transparent. And, um, I was just putting my thoughts and ideas about some of these different things um, related to the fashion industry out for people to read. Like, I, my hope is that you guys know why I'm making what I'm making and kind of why my business model is the way it is. Because there's so many different ways you can make and sell clothes. And I'm still honestly trying to figure out what the best method is for me. But um, like, I want to be tra- very transparent with that yeah. kind of stuff. And I think it's okay. I mean, again, you're 23, man. Yeah. Um, but... I feel like I'm sitting down with like a, a 35 year old. That's like <laughs> I don't know. Let me I t- just let me tell you about the world. <laughs> That's tight. Um, I don't know. I study this stuff. Like I watch a lot of videos and read a lot of books on on this kind of stuff. Um, it's very interesting to me. I'm pretty pretty infatuated with the whole lifestyle. To be honest with you. Um, yeah, man. I I did those philosophies just to kind of highlight you know, why don't you work with a manufacturer? That's a question I get from people. And it's like, I did. I did work with a manufacturer, and that shit went terrible. Did it? People, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why people, did it go, why did it go terrible? Uh, people don't understand that, and I didn't understand this when I was first partnering with them, but uh, I'm, I worked with a manufacturer out in Peru. And people don't understand, like, the manufacturer does not care about your project the same way you do. Like, if it takes an extra week to get it in from what they said, like, oh, well, it takes an extra week. In my eyes, being a 20-year-old kid who's about to drop his first little 10-piece capsule collection to the world, like, 
I've got date set and yo, this is coming out August 25th. All right, no, now I'm not getting it in until September 3rd. All right, wait, it's going to be October 10th before all this comes in. And like the manufacturers don't care. You know what I'm saying? Then I get all this product back finally after waiting three months past when I was told I was going to receive it. And it just wasn't, it wasn't right. Like there were, there were little things, little details, which is why I think my product today is, is really good is some of the, the subtle details just weren't carried out as they had been communicated. And it's like, what do you do at that point? You've already paid them, you've already received your fabric or your pieces there in Peru. Like, you know, I don't know, manufacturers, uh, it's, a, it's a business for them as well, you know what I'm saying? And they've got plenty of other clients who are emailing all day, like I understand it now. Um, but just at the time- They're gonna pull up on them. Yeah, exactly. Where they at? Exactly. You're not, yeah. We're coming down to Peru. Jesus. <laughs> but um, yeah, like, <laughs> manufacturers have the, like, they have their own agenda. They have their own schedule to stick to. And uh, it's that's why the best clothing brands in the world today uh, have really, really strong relationships with their manufacturing or just kind of do all that stuff in-house anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's the key component, you know, is, find, is finding who is going to make this garment. Are they going to be able to make it exactly the way you want it to or you want it to look? Exactly. I wasn't able to do that. So my next kind of resort was, all right, I'm, I'm going to make, make it. Yeah, exactly. It's awesome. You didn't like just stop and be like, well, can't find anybody cool to make this shit for me. I mean, I thought about it, bro. Like I've, def- no. I've definitely passed the point of uh, wanting to thinking about quitting. Like I'm past that. That, that whole mindset has came and gone. No. Nah, yeah. Bro. This is a forever thing. I think so. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And you're passionate about it. Definitely. You know, and do your, do your, uh, your folks support it? They do, yeah, yeah. That's um, fire. That's how you know it's real. <laughs> yeah, I would say. I mean, if they, it they wasn't tight, your, your mom would be like, huh, this isn't cool. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, if you have a real mom. They've, they've had to come around a little bit. Um, where things really got rocky was just, like, I don't currently have a job. Like, the only way I'm making money is through selling clothes, which is dope. Like, that's amazing. But it's really stressful to try and fund, you know, a decent lifestyle, a clothing brand, and pay X bills. amount of dollars in yeah. bills a month just off of that. So that's where it's kind of been, I mean, they, they still support me for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, thank God they do, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, man. You got to love your folks. Always. You know what I'm saying? So what makes you like think of, is denim like your favorite type of pant? Is there like... Cause like um, I know you make khakis as well. Man, I don't, I don't, I want to make Sherpa line, triple layered coveralls. Like I, I want to do everything. Cra- uh, yeah, do a capes. bunch of crazy stuff. You should make a cape. <laughs> I'm thinking um like a like an apron would be really cool. Use yeah, like you know that's outside really of too, you know? outside of cooking even just like I've seen a, some, a fashionable apron. Like I think some like hard. a barber apron. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I denim is just kind of like I'm so less like more infatuated with the history of denim and the way that denim has just become the biggest clothing item in the history of the world, pretty much uh, more so than like necessarily the product of denim. But the other thing I'm pretty, pretty interested in is trying to figure out, like, how do you make a denim pant that doesn't look like any other denim pant? Because they're so Similar, yeah, and they're similar. Every every brand 
not every brand, but a lot of, you know, higher end menswear brands like make denim and it either looks exactly like somebody else's or there's one little thing about it that's different where you're like, oh, damn, that was a good idea. I wish I would have done that. And so it's like trying to figure out what are those really, really small, subtle details when designing denim that's going to make someone else be like, oh, damn, like that's a little bit different than his denim pant or whatever. Didn't Kansas City used to be like a denim hub like um, for the most part? Well, I know Kansas City, Kansas City has a huge history in clothing manufacturing in general, yeah. not just denim. Um, like, I'm not super knowledgeable on it, to be honest with you, but there's definitely a, a, rich, a rich history of, of clothing manufacturing here. I wasn't really caught up on any of the denim stuff until Baldwin came around. Mm. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know necessarily about like denim history in Kansas City. Well, it's crazy that you talk about um, fashion designers uh, creating something new in denim. Right. I was at uh, George Green in Chicago, yeah. which was a really strange-ass store. Right. They had a, a plethora of off-white, uh-huh. a plethora of chrome hearts, oh, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. it was a men's suiting. So, uh, so George Green is a store you got to go up the stairs. The right, the stairs. and it's to the left. And it's, yeah, 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 it's so like a boutique-y kind of. Yeah, yeah. The guys are in there are kind of strange. I mean, not strange, but like. I've actually very. never been. Um, Independence, which is a really, really dope store out of Chicago, used to be up the next flight of stairs from there. But they, they've relocated into like the West Loop, I think. Damn. But uh, yeah, I actually know exactly what you're talking about. That's funny. Well, the jeans that I saw, they were like the next line um, for Off-White. Mm. And I was like, all right, what what makes these kind of cool and whatever? They're, yeah. All they are is black with paint splattered on them. Right. I picked them up literally from like the half seam back. That was is all um, back seam, yeah. Um, is all, uh, it's like a, a track pants. Nice. That were like, so cut they use half. something. Yeah, it's different. like 50 50. Yeah. And I was like, and what see, like, I have, I have a lot of respect for that kind of stuff because, like, you know how hard it is to communicate that design to a manufacturer. Like, yo, we're going to make denim, but on every single pair, the outseam on the left side or the back panel on the outside is going to be out of this fabric. Like, and I'm sure there were a lot of other details that were communicated. But, like, it's, it's very hard to, to um, carry your design all the way through the entire supply chain. Like, it, it is hard for okay, I sit down, this is exactly what I want it to look like, and then you receive it, and that's exactly what it looks like. And so brands that are able to do that kind of stuff, um, like that stuff is inspiring, you know? I, I think it's because, like, they partially have something in-house at the same time, too. Like, a lot of brands do now um, a yeah. lot of in-house work, you know what I mean? Yeah, because I mean, I, I'm sure that they're all, like, sampling in-house yeah. for the most part. Um, I don't I'm, I don't really know what their manufacturing off-whites manufacture i'm pretty sure they're just up in a atelier in paris just making <laughs> t- hundreds of pieces a day who knows but yeah um the manufacturing process is is really the like i design completely differently because i now am making these pieces like when i was uh having stuff manufactured in peru and i actually had pieces manufactured in new york and had a similar similar uh experience but like you design differently when it's just like a sketch and a fabric and a silhouette and then you just ship it off to someone else to make it whereas like when you're actually under the machine making this piece it's like oh wow like what if i did this this way and then you you do it and you realize that that fucked up the whole piece and you're like oh well that's why you don't do those kind of things 
and then you start on the next one. It's like, all right, I'm not going to do it that way, but what if I did it this way? And it's like, oh, that actually looks really dope. That's different than what I've seen someone else do before. And so, like, that has reshaped the way I design, definitely. My advice to anybody that wants to make a clothing brand is learn how to sew, honestly, because that's been the biggest, like, difference in reception from what I've gotten from people has been like, yo, your designs are actually really, really, really dope. And I credit that to sewing and figuring out, like, what is the best way to design a pair of jeans? Like, I didn't know that before. I yeah, you didn't go to school for this. No. Not at all. What did you go to school for? Business, business administration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's got me a long way. <laughs> that's hilarious. But I feel like it's also like you going through school and doing all that, like you really found yourself through all of that, you know? Yeah, so I mean, I was designing throughout college. Yeah. Um, my like, like as a hobby? Uh, yeah, I came, I mean, I came into college with like a book full of sketches and was like posting them on Instagram because I didn't even know what else to do. Like I didn't know how to get a piece sampled or I, d I definitely didn't know how to sew. So I was just kind of stuck and didn't know what to do. And um, I had a teacher who's a really dope guy who believed in me. Uh, I ended up showing him some of my sketches and kind of just based off of that alone, he bought me a sewing machine and like 10 yards of denim, 15 yards of denim. I was like, all right, for this independent that's, study, like, hey, you got to make me X amount of jeans. That's some, that's some God-given shit. Right? Straight up, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's um, like some universe shit. Definitely. And uh, <laughs> this was my sophomore year of college. And so, like, that whole semester, I was um, just up. I had a literally, like, a jank-ass Janome $150 home sewing machine set up on my desk in my, in my uh, dorm room and was watching YouTube videos and, you know, somewhat figured it out, I guess. Uh kind of forgot where I was going with that but that's that's kind of the story yeah that, that's so dope <laughs> that's the story of it's like some how I superhero so, shit yeah and then you you kind of <laughs> learn like once you uh, like once you know how to construct something entirely like it all kind of is similar like it all kind of makes sense so you're like a prodigy I was to born be. to do this shit, man. Born to do it. <laughs> Thank you. You're over here with yeah. all this shit and didn't even go to class for none of this. Like, yeah, that's where it started like was with him buying me that stuff. And then um, me being like the person I am, just thinking that I'm always like ready to just jump into the next thing. I uh, got a bank loan and had some pieces manufactured in Peru and in New York. Yeah. And I had an awful experience. Got all this product back. Got all this. The, the, the story is brought full circle, folks. Yep. Yep. That's the story. Um, but like I got I got these pieces back and this is probably like 80. I, I probably got like just under 100 garments back from this place. And this is past the Peru experience. This is New York now. Got like 100 garments in. And, like, my largest fit like smalls. My extra largest fit like mediums. Yeah. My smalls fit like double X smalls. So I got this product back. Like I'm, I'm literally wearing an extra large that's still kind of tight on me. And I'm just like, yo, I don't even want this product. Like I just wanted to get rid of it. You know what I'm saying? So I sold most of those pieces for pretty cheap, nice. <laughs> but um, just to make some money back. But, and that's when I li really was like, okay, you're not going to take out another 10 grand and blow it all. And, you know, on the hope that a new manufacturer just happens to do it right. And I was like, I'm going to really sit down and study and figure this shit out and learn how to sew and draft, draft patterns and do what like cutting is you know, like, there's stuff to learn just in cutting. Um, so yeah, just teaching myself kind of just, you know, going through the, 
paying my dues, yeah, I guess. Exactly. Everybody yeah, has we to all got to do, gotta so do yeah. it. Bro. I mean, I'm in the, I'm in that phase right now, like pay, yeah. currently paying my dues in the industry, with you know by myself, I guess, yeah. independently, and then trying to figure out like what is that next project that's really gonna excite people. So. Yeah. Using trying to um, it's called uh, oh, what do they call it? In the book, grow uh, I think and grow rich. Yeah, it's dude, called, I'm reading that currently uh, for the first time. Like I'm literally mutation. Damn, bro, that book is so crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, it's when you take like energy that might be negative or like feelings that could be negative, where you're you're sitting here thinking about like, man, I got all these fucking bills to pay. So all that energy, you're just like, I'm like. Well, it's yeah, crazy because this book this book like, was yeah. written in 1937, and it's, it's literally crazy. talking about like the ether and like almost like a good vibe, bad vibe kind of thing. Like, yo, you can you it's can like really do anything. Old, I just imagine some old white dude talking. But he's spot on, bro. <laughs> Everything he says is spot on. I, it's like you can really do anything you want to do as long as you just train your mind to believe that way. And like, yeah. it, it really is like the whole book is kind of premised around like training your mind to do great things basically it's a crazy book <laughs> are you like practicing some of the stuff that they tell you to i'm do trying to it's I'm, actually kind of difficult for me is. um just because like some of the stuff that it's trying to you know like some of the beginning stage stuff i need to do i still don't really know what that looks like um it, yeah it's it's difficult like look in the mirror every night before you go to bed and recite this paragraph about yeah, what you will what accomplish you will, and, yeah yeah like and I, like yo it, it's, it's like my mind but the thing is is that like our mind i you have to equate this shit i, I got a theory yeah, yeah got a theory about it and i need to get a new think and grow rich because yeah i literally water that talking. spilled all over mine in the trunk one time <laughs> it was crazy i don't know how it happened <laughs> but fuck my book up i need to go get another one um but i think that like Okay, that book was written in 1937. Right. You know what I'm saying? Our minds are a lot more developed exactly. than people that were living back Bro, but in see, 1937. I feel like, I feel like that book, saying? 100 years from now, you could read and be like, yo, I'm yo, pulling I a do lot this, I do this. half of this all the time <laughs> just yeah. thinking about see, it. See, and that was the other thing I kind of pulled. Yeah. <laughs> 1937, I just want to say, that's like, that's when the book was written. Yeah. That's like yeah. hell is ago. <laughs> that 100 years damn near almost 100 years but, but if um, you think about it that's not that long right <laughs> we're, we're getting into all kinds <laughs> of crazy stuff but yeah the the other thing that i kind of pulled from that book was uh i'm doing a lot of this naturally like a lot of this stuff that it's talking about it's just actually putting it into practice like repetition is another key point of that mm-hmm. book and like that's kind of the, the part that i don't have currently to like figuring this whole thing out you know it's it's a lot of repetition so yeah, I just do the basics. <laughs> so and the basics same. work for me. You know what I mean? Like I wake up, I pray, but I pray right. correctly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I have my own positive affirmations. I have my own list of yeah, like, that's what it's about. You know what I think I who you know, I have my good. It's not like a good person list, but it's just like a list of things I feel like I should live by. Right. That I read like, you know, every now and then when I'm feeling like, oh, I don't know what I should be doing right now. Yeah. And I go look at the list and I'll find something to do after reading it. Definitely. You know, just random stuff like that. A lot of that stuff you do all the time. Period. So like, yeah. I don't think we should like, like, I want to keep reading the book, but sometimes I'll be beating myself up reading these books, bro. Because like, I'll be like, man, I'm not doing what this old white dude is telling me right. to do right now. Yeah, and like, I don't pull. know if I'm going to manifest abundance right now because I'm not doing this. I, like ha- this. I have that mindset. 
I have that mindset sometimes. You just gotta pull bits and just, pieces from yeah, it. Yeah, just pull bits, 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 bits <laughs> and pieces, and build around that your own because nobody's is the same. He's just explaining how it worked for him. It worked for him right. and some people that can contest to that. Yep. Which is more than likely he say she say back in 1937. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a woman named and this talks about right. you know whatever and you know it's cool. Like let's go, you know, whatever. Reading is important. Read more books. Everybody should read more books. Mm-hmm. Cause they're gonna burn them soon, so read them on some Fahrenheit 451 shit. I think Fahrenheit 451 is real, like it actually happened. It's gonna happen, or it's happened in an alternate. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Back to the interview. <laughs> no, the. <laughs> I like our tangents. I like going the right and left field and then coming sure. back home, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's it's interesting because um, I'm reading uh, Bobby Hundreds. This is, the, this is not a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. And like culturally. Found, he's and the, founded the, the Hundreds. Yeah, well, it's even more than that. It's, it's about like community and the culture that was built like in L.A. and that region around like, mm. you know, 10, 15 years ago or 20 years ago yeah. or even more. And like him being a, a leader and like, Right now, he's he just like sold. He's gonna start being in the malls. So that was like his decision, you know. Like they're I mean? gonna have like brick and mortars in the mall. Like they're actually no, no, no. They're location? like this is when um, hundreds got into the mall, like Zoomies, oh, PacSun, so and everything. Sound. So like okay. he, there's like a whole chapter of just like him beating himself up about it because like yeah. having a meeting with his crew and trying to explain that like this is the best thing forward. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, I think with your um, being 23 years old and going through some rigorous, just, you know, some rigorous, um, journeys through different manufacturers being like, these guys don't fucking play around at all. I think that's part of maturing. You know what I mean? And I think think that's part of the story to attach. I've realized too, like, I don't know, from a design standpoint, I wasn't ready. Like I thought I was like, I'm, I'm happy that I only had, you know, 800 Instagram followers at the time that I was releasing that stuff rather than, a hundred thousand because like that product wasn't good enough. You know what I mean? And like at the time I'm 20 years old, 19 years old, whatever. Like I thought it was, but, uh, yeah, you just have to like, bro, just get your hands dirty, man. And, uh, I'm still, still in the process of doing that and think that I'm like really on the cusp of designing an entire collection of garments that every one of them kind of makes you stop and look and be like, Whoa, okay. That's something I haven't quite seen before. You know what I'm saying? Right. How how do you stay focused on that? How how do you stay focused on the the fact of like trying to come up with something um, different? Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Like the way I guess my mind works is like at the end of the day, whenever you're cutting a garment, like you have a blank canvas of fabric. Like, yeah, you can stick to the pattern or you can make a new pattern or you can complete like you have a blank canvas you can do whatever it is you want like if you wanted to make you know the sleeve out of something completely different as long as you're the person making it like you can do that and so just from like one studying a lot of my favorite brands um which which is which what's some of your favorite brands uh it's it's hard to pinpoint like because I find new brands I like all the time I just throw Uh, but like Visvum is the greatest brand of all time where they at uh, they're a Japanese, like a classic, say less. classic Japanese brand. Yeah, but a, a lot of Japanese brands mainly. 
um if you go on my instagram right now it's like stuff i can't even hardly pronounce that's just fire 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 like a lot of brands out of japanese um or <laughs> out of japan that i study um that and then also just like like man i make a lot of stuff that i don't sell or that i don't end up showing people just because like it wasn't right like as you're doing it it kind of things just start to come to you like different ideas or like yo i could slant this pocket a little bit and then whenever you connected yeah. you know at the back rise like it would slant perfectly like little stuff like that um like where you put your buttons like those kind of details mm. yeah and i mean for the listeners that don't know we're actually i mean even even start at the beginning we're in your mm -hmm. studio um mm -hmm. and the crossroads My living room. And, and as i sit around and seeing different machines and um you know your your paper on the wall yeah. for for photos mm. and for um samples or yeah these are um, uh, the patterns patterns yeah. i couldn't sorry <laughs> brain fart yeah um how was this like a stage in in like kind of your career right now like when something new would show up in here you're like all right this is uh, another it's fine it all kind of came together at one time actually uh, i lived in the same spot for a year prior um and it didn't look like this at all um and then come May, uh, I was able to just like kind of acquire all this stuff at the same time. Um, and also like kind of have two roommates who were both helping me out to, to a degree. Um, which is awesome. Thank you, Bartow and Kyron for everything you guys do for me. Uh, but yeah. And so they're completely cool with having literally a small scale clothing manufacturing oh, yeah. setup in their living room, which it's hard to find people that are cool with that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know exactly. I mean? So that was one is, was finding people that would be okay with it. And then to, uh, you know, getting the machinery, getting the cutting table. Like it took us three hours to get this fucking table through the doors, like <laughs> just stuff like that. But, um, yeah, it all kind of came together. Like it, what you see now, like May of this year. So, wow. yeah. It Prior, I was making everything up in that bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Which was, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm kind of used to working in really small, confined areas because the first time I ever started sewing was in my dorm room and like really small dorm room with my roommate. Like, you know, I had to get used to just having basically no space. And so now I have a living room and it feels like I have a full scale <laughs> like manufacturing yeah. floor. Yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, that's that's how I feel and how it, mm. how it looks right now is like you do some fucking awesome work, man. And Thank like, you, bro. You. um it's so organized and I, I like how clean it is because it's those are both very important to yeah. what you do. Yeah, it definitely looks more chaotic in here. Uh, I oh. kind of cleaned up for you guys a little bit, to be <laughs> honest. But um, it gets pretty chaotic. But yeah, I mean, you, you have to have a system to it. Like if you just and that's kind of how it was in my dorm room was, you know, I didn't know chronologically i guess like how these things needed to be put together i don't know the word i'm looking for like i didn't know the system i didn't have the the chain of how i was going to do this stuff so like you know you lose a bobbin and then it's like oh i gotta go to the store and get a new like little stuff like that i've had to completely change my thought process around so like it's organized in here because i kind of have a system for what i do but it gets chaotic for sure <laughs> i think it's great at the same time because it's like um you're learning so much as you go man you know every day I mean? yeah and that momentum is building yeah, yeah and i can see that and i can i can feel that thank in you here, man. man and like, yeah like it's it's a process just learning with fabrics like one of the things i'm kind of learning right now is like how fabrics wash and how they dry and how that completely changes them to some degree so like, do you just sit in front of the washer and dryer 
uh, I just make a piece and then wash it and then kind of see what happens to it okay. afterwards. So uh, you examine it, stretch it, feel it out kind of thing? Kind of, yeah. Um, but like, especially with some of these fabrics I'm using, like a hemp fabric raw, unwashed, untreated, and a hemp fabric washed and tumble dried it has a completely different feel. You know what wow. I'm saying? So like, yeah. I'm trying to figure out, you know, okay, yeah, I made this great piece, but what happens when someone's washed it 10 times from now? You know what I'm saying? And luckily, like, a lot of the fabrics I use actually, in my opinion, um, I think in the general opinion, look and feel much, much better after you wash them. And that's kind of another, another theme, another aspect of this whole thing I'm trying to create is like, yo, if you buy a $300 pair of pants from me, like I want you to be wearing them in 2035. Like that's the point. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's yeah. not. You're going to have these for the rest of your life. Exactly. That, that's literally the point. Period. Period. You might give them to your son. Please give them to your son. You know what I mean? <laughs> like on some real shit. That's yeah. And and like there's something to be said for that that environment, that like aspect to it, because literally my favorite clothing item I have of all time is the old leather jacket my dad gave me. You know what I'm saying? Like there's something about that that's kinda like unexplainable, ambiguous. Like I don't even know necessarily why I love this piece so much. I'm trying to recreate that. To, to some degree like and that feeling exactly and like I, bro a lot of people would attest like when you put an easton k 100 percent hemp denim jacket on like it feels different it not just from a design aspect not from a silhouette whatever the fabric the way the piece is cut like it literally feels different on your skin and like that's like i have something with that for sure I think that's amazing. Thank you. I'm yeah. excited to do our piece. Yeah, I it's gonna be tight. I need the cash. I have, you. I have, um, <laughs> I have a couple other ideas for that we'll also talk. that we can talk about. Yeah. yeah, I haven't even told you about that, have I? You did. I did. <laughs> oh yeah, so I've been bragging. No, <laughs> it's been good. Yeah. It'll be dope. I've, uh, I've been wanting to like, I'm really into the t-shirt game. So. Yeah. Awesome. I want to see some more t-shirts from you for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, like plain and simple I am. Uh, t-shirts are like something that I'm definitely going to continue cranking out just because, man, I can, I've gotten to the point where now I can make probably like between five and ten in a day, which wow. is which is pretty good. Yeah. And then I definitely like, I know if you go on my Instagram aesthetically right now, like it, things aren't really very streetwear driven. Like I, I definitely don't print big graphics on any of my pieces, but um my roots are in streetwear i would say and like there's definitely some graphic t-shirt pieces i want to do and uh barto my 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 roommate puts together some really amazing um like art pieces that we can collaborate on and do for t-shirts i definitely want to continue to do stuff like that so and i, I admire uh, the wide legs <laughs> on the on the denims yeah man like the the cuff and or double cuff and then that's just, part part like i'm gonna say is like that's just the japanese inspiration is for sure 100%. i uh i see the way that their their stuff fits and it's like exactly exactly what i'm going for like everything is just a little bit oversized like everything like uh, females look really good in just like an oversized pair of pants you know right? like 100 percent i, I agree. exactly and I think, oh, it's also it's also uh the way i dress is yeah. i i don't wear very many uh tight pairs of pants and so just kind of staying true to what it is i like and what i wear as well um i was gonna ask you like have you seen the the japanese denim uh documentaries they put on youtube but there's probably like 
you know, hundreds of them. Yeah, I, I've seen uh, I've seen a lot of different videos. For sure. On YouTube, this yeah. one's like very, um, well, they probably all are, are all speaking in Japanese and being, you know, talked to, you know, like English mm-hmm. put in there. Um, but getting to that is I, I love the beauty of, of Indigo. Yeah, me too. Um, I was able to do a couple Indigo dip workshops through Christopher Openness from like uh, he owns a cabling company at one point. Yeah, yeah. Um, super educated uh, guy, like um, amazing dude. Like yeah. knows his coffee and then like uh, vintage and then fashion. He's just I need I need to take a pair of denim over to him for sure. We yeah. He's he's talked about wanting to see kind of what I've been working on. Yeah. We're talking about a uh, Christopher Ophenius. Yeah. That's how, uh, yeah yeah. For sure. I think we're yeah. talking about the same I, I may say his name, his last name wrong. We always <laughs> just called him Christopher and that was it. But being seen, um, being a part of that and seeing the indigo dipping from like, you know, like a, a, clo- a cotton, 100% right. cotton to like 50 to like linen and like mm-hmm. just different, different cuts of fabric, um, how that absorbs it and yeah. like. Um, I like, love the beauty of like seeing it green into that dark blue. Right. Like that transition is absolutely I've, beautiful. Uh, I've seen a lot of videos. I haven't experimented much um, personally with like dyeing a piece, but uh, it's definitely something I want to do. And like, there's something about uh, whenever you're dyeing garments kind of by hand, one by one, like everything comes out a little bit differently. Like not all the the shades of blue are exactly the same. There's might be a couple like plotchy spots on a piece right, there. Like, right. All yeah. that kind of stuff. Like, that's what this is all about, you know, like those kind yeah, of details. 100%. And that's something that's really, really hard to yeah. to carry out as, you know, like as a designer, as a brand, that's stuff that's really difficult to, to carry out from piece to piece. And yeah. so um, finding finding ways to do that is definitely something something I'm about. Yeah. Well, we're all part of that game of being consistent. Yeah. No matter what so we do. It's important. Uh, it, being consistent in some way, shape or form. It, right. Sometimes it doesn't, you know, being being some somewhat of a you know polymath person you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like i like to do a bunch of shit so like some yeah. people are like that too to where they just i saw y'all do some cooking thing, <laughs> you know what i'm saying in here yeah. <laughs> yo what was that the sweatshop <laughs> what, what was kitchen. it what the is sweat it kitchen. sweat kitchen that's what we hey. call it. that's what we call this this spot shout out to hornsby for the name that's cool yeah but check uh, out sweat kitchen yeah literally tomorrow night we're having um dj algorithm uh, one of our homies come through and he's going to put on like a little techno house set and we're going to have some food. It's going to be tight. <laughs> You're going to film it. We're going to film it. Yeah. yeah it's kind of like boiler room inspired. That's fire. Yeah. You gotta have me come through. I ain't going to do the come techno through. house, but I got yeah. you. Yeah. It'll be a little different vibe from what a lot of my friends are used to probably, but it's going to be sick. But yeah. That's dope. That's such a cool idea. Yeah. Because I remember you told me about that. And, this, and the spot is, is really perfect yeah, for it. Like It is perfect. I was thinking about it's going to be tight. Stuff. Something at my house. But yeah. We gotta figure out something. We gotta learn how to use our spaces more efficiently. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like I do a good job. Yeah, of that. you do a great job. <laughs> but I've also been blessed job. with a beautiful loft like yeah. in the crossroads. So we're here. Right next to the crossroads hotel. It's bougie right down there right so now. So bougie, man. Twenty four full white prestige. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't swing by there you too often. T- <laughs> You're like, I will talk about it, man. People are always like, yo, how's the Crossroads Hotel? I'm just like, yeah. you should hey, go. Bro, I'm not going to go. lie to the, the, the rooftop yeah. on the homies is DJing. <laughs> I'm up there. The view it's is live. Nice. The view is it amazing. Is really good view. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to Crossroads Hotel. 
I know you spit out some advice earlier in our discussion, but I, I really want to get some more advice from you, especially for someone that's beginning to design and create yeah. um, a garment of them of their of themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. A practical garment. Well, what's what's some more advice that you would you would tell somebody? Mm. I don't know. There's a lot. Take take my advice with a grain of salt, just cause, like I'm still figuring shit out. But uh, which we appreciate the honesty. Yeah, 100%. yeah. No, I'm all about that. Yeah. Um, you you should learn you should learn how to make a garment like i think that's that's kind of the most important thing um i think something that and like eventually you know i probably will try and venture off and get an internship with somebody but like get an internship with someone that knows what they're doing get a job in the manufacturing industry i worked for a manufacturer for a couple of months not too long ago and like that process taught me you know as a as a uh, as a brand, not everything in manufacturing is gonna go exactly your way. Like I literally firsthand witnessed manufacturer um, this manufacturer I was working for have to tell multiple clients like, hey, this just isn't gonna be done when you want it to be done. Like that's just how the manufacturing industry works, and probably not just in clothing, like in a lot of different things. Like it's just kind of how it works. Um, get that experience, like see it firsthand. But uh, the, the thing for me that has been most vital has just been learning how to cut and sew my own pieces. And again, like, if you're not gonna take a class, if you're not gonna get an internship, you got YouTube, so you can learn. Mm. Yeah, That's good, yeah. So what's next for you? Well, what's the next chapter for Easton? Um, maybe, maybe just not for your business, but for you personally as well. Yeah, know? no, it, it, it's definitely all, all business orientated for sure. Um, I have my next 101 garments laid out, the next 101 pieces I'm going to make between now and the end of the year. Um, wow. So I, I have a very long, detailed list of exactly what it is I'm going to be making. And I guess first is executing that. And then second is uh, taking this, this collection that I'm currently working on uh, and just showcasing it doing, it, doing the best job I possibly can of representing it the way that it needs to be branding it correctly and getting it in front of the eyes that need to see it and then just kind of seeing what happens from there but uh that's what's next I'm, I'm working on a collection like a very detailed thought out collection um yeah that's that's next essentially i need a i need like a unique hoodie for the winter cool we that's can do that <laughs> <laughs> challenge accepted yeah easy easy uh so 100 years mm -hmm. Find the capsules, some artifacts. Yeah. What do they want? What do you want them to see from you? Um, I don't know. First of all, 100 years from now, I hope that this brand still exists. Yeah. Obviously, I, I will probably be deceased. But um, if things go the way that I'm kind of shaping them out to be, uh, which is based off of based on longevity and sticking around for the long haul, I, I hope this brand still exists. And I truly mean that. Like, that's kind of my goal. Um, Found in a in a capsule a hundred years from now, uh, man, an iPod <laughs> with all my favorite artists on it. The old iPod, the old i like a like a nano. Um, <laughs> yeah, iPod nano. That's funny. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, the right. little stick. Remember the stick? I do. I do. <laughs> that was the iPod shuffle from way the back. Shuffle. That. Um, <laughs> Maybe like some books that I'm I'm really inspired by, uh, like, man, like, honestly, like cookbooks, <laughs> um, 
Anthony Bourdain written novels. Uh, I really like um, the book we were just talking about, Think and Grow Rich, even though I'm not finished with it yet. There's a book that I've been reading about uh, the history of Japanese fashion called Amatora, which is really, really incredible. It does a good job of showcasing like how Japanese culture and clothing kind of came to be and the way it came to be was just by copying what was going on in America or by bringing American goods to Japan and then eventually that whole idea kind of shifted and now America is what's borrowing from Japan it's pretty interesting pretty, pretty interesting book um, Tao of Wu <laughs> you know the classics your classics mm. no shoes uh man i have like five pairs of shoes honestly like you You're would minimalist. think yeah yeah <laughs> I, I mean i want i obviously want like <laughs> i ha there i have like the next i have five shoes on my radar that i would cop right now if i could you know what yeah, i'm saying yeah. but um probably not anything probably not any garment or clothing related thing uh, maybe like some pins and a seam ripper just to like <laughs> stay thematic i guess but yeah music related stuff anything clothing related your dad's leather jacket yeah probably oh for sure yeah, yeah. yeah. and like yeah definitely i have a pair of, i Let's also have like powers. a pair of camo pants i got from him that are amazing i got a lot of good stuff from my dad he did a good job when he was a kid i guess so word well we here is this it that's it this is it yo thank you guys yo. i appreciate it <laughs> Hope you Yo, guys got some Where stuff can we that. find you at? Uh, I'm on Instagram at Easton K Clothing. Uh, that's kind of where I'm going to be doing the majority of communicating and like releasing, you know, new information, new pieces, that yeah. sort of stuff. Everything so I would need. just say follow me on Instagram. Follow, follow Easton on Instagram. Yep. You know, look out for his next capsule. Yeah, it's going to be dope. I'm Dom Crumb. Nate. Streetway. Yeah.